All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Performance for Life podcast. This is your co-host, Coach Jake Laspinato, here with my fellow co-host, Mr. Chris Leone. <laughs> Chris Leone. He's waiting for the drum roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, really cool, guys. Episode 25, we have a really special guest here. Some of you who have been were listening to our earlier episodes may have noticed there was a third co-host, and he is back for an episode today, which I'm excited about. Pat is out on the West Coast, and you know Chris and I ha- haven't really talked, haven't talked about it at all, actually. But essentially, just with with scheduling and keeping the consistency with our our podcast schedules, because Pat's on a totally different time zone and. Things got a little uh, challenging there, scheduling wise. So, but I'm excited to have him back, and we get to we get to interview the man because I feel like before, right? It's like we all get to talk and sync together. But like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to like actually catch up. I, I haven't ca- caught up with Pat in a little bit, so let me yeah. to hear what he he's got. Been a fresh new beard. Yeah, the, the beard game is on point now, guys. Mm-hmm. I need. I have a brush now. It's official. It's, it's official tissue. If, if you can, if you can see this, it's it's it's. He's looking really beautiful right now. With that yeah. beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn, I gotta get a photo of this. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, man, beard game is strong. Thank so, you, thank you. Yeah, but man, we were just catching up before before we started recording, and uh, yeah, man, what have you been up to? What have you been up to, bro? Yeah, man. Well, um, like Jake said, you know, I was one of the former co-hosts of the Performance for Life podcast. And it was actually something that we were all kind of discussing originally when we first started it, that having different perspectives of, you know, fitness and health. I mean, you know, Chris, you know, being a powerlifter himself, being a strength and conditioning coach, going through, you know, his uh, story with, you know, uh, fighting like alcoholism and overcoming that. And then Jake, you know, going through, you know, his own fitness journey, uh, me and Jake actually met at EOS. And so like having that relationship and connecting with Chris and really kind of getting different perspectives on the health and wellness aspect where I come from more of the sports performance realm, really focusing on, you know, helping high school athletes, uh, improve, not just physically, but also from a mental standpoint. And so a lot of, you know, the idea with, this whole concept of performance for life was one of the things that I was really passionate about. Just logistically, like Jake said, it was really hard to kind of be consistent. And I know that's a big name of the game is consistency with anything. So I knew that if, if I wanted to continue with this, you know, there'd be other things I'd have to sacrifice on my end. And, you know, it was getting really hard because I was getting more clients and all that stuff. And then plus the time scheduling. So you know, it was a little, it was a little difficult for me to manage and really kind of give it my all. But like I said, I'm back for this episode. Really excited because there's been a lot of new things I've been kind of working on, been working with uh, a lot of my high school football players that I had the pleasure of coaching this past season. And, you know, being able to almost be like a math scientist at this point and help these kids really take their game to that next level, but really understanding those relationships. And really building those relationships with these kids because I've realized now it's 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 more than just the physical aspect. I think as a coach, you know, we help people, but it's that mental side. And you know, you can work with someone who's an adult and you know has a family. There's a different type of mindset I think they have versus you know someone who is much younger. You know, they're much more, I guess you could say, open-minded. You know, you know when you talk when you talk to someone who's younger. And you're an older person. I mean, they're going to kind of look to you like a mentor, you know, a coach, you know, a, more of a figure role. Also, having like built bad habits for as long, you know, you start working with a 50 year old who's been doing the same stuff. For right. Years. You got a 16 year old athlete who's fresh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like you're able to help with with all that stuff. So yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and that and that's been something really for me. It's been it's been a really good struggle because I'm constantly being challenged with how I coach, you know, an adult versus a, you know, a teenager. And I mean, it, it, it is night and day. I'll say that for sure. You know, how I go about, how I go about bringing up a certain topic like nutrition, you know, I know if I just tell these kids what to do, they're not going to do it. 
more with my adults, you know, we kind of have obviously a little bit more blunt conversations, but I realized that with these kids, you know, a lot of the times it's, you know, they kind of know what to do, but it's more so their parents or, you know, whoever they're living with that kind of has a little bit more of that power on the nutrition. And so as an example, you know, I'm going to ask them questions like, well, what's the goal? You know, what, what are we trying to work towards and get them kind of talking a little bit more about, you know, what, what's really important to them? You know, what do they really want to accomplish and get, and get really uh, good clarity on that. And then from there, it's really reverse engineering. Okay. What's the process that you need to take today and apply to get to that point? You know, so most of my athletes are offensive linemen. I got a couple of D line guys. And so for most of those guys, you know, they need to lose a little bit of weight, a little body fat. And obviously with nutrition and diet being the big point of that, you know, it really, I've realized it's asking them the questions that is going to get them to the answer that they know that they need to be doing without actually me telling them. And I found that, you know, that they actually are more consistent, more adamant about the process. And I think that's where I feel like I'm trying to get a little bit better in and with, you know, with student athletes, because, you know, they got the school, you know, those pressures of like high school and fitting in and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, we can all remember our freshman year, like, you know, how intimidating it could have been, you know, not only having to do your sport, but then also trying to fit in with your teammates, maybe fitting in with upperclassmen and, you know, all those other, you know, insecurities and hormones are just at a high level. And, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where I'm constantly reminding them, like, you know, focus on the things you can control versus just trying to like do everything and trying to be good at everything. Cause then most of the time they end up beating themselves up because these are the types of kids that actually want to be great, you know? Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been, it's been a really awesome experience so far. And it's, it's awesome because they're getting results too. They're, they're progressing in the gym and, you know, they're, they're consistent. And, you know, I think for me, that's why I wanted to work with these kids because I can really see the fruits of their labor, putting in that work. And then just me being a small part of that process, helping them grow and really just, like I said, expand and and continue to level up. Yeah. You know, something you're in a really um, unique space. I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this. Did you, did you see, um, Antonio Brown's tantrum. Oh yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't guys, surprise me because of his history His newest. Did he have a new one or he had, he had a, today? He had one today? Today. He just uh, like on the field rips yeah. off equip, equipment and walks off the field. What? So, yeah. What the hell? So I, I have no clue, but on that topic, Pat, since you're, since you're close with high school kids and you talk about the mental aspect, and the development that happens. And, you know, that seeing that brings me back to a lot of athletes that I, that I played with in high school, college, and there are some mental issues that are looming (laughs) in the huddles, right? Like, you know, there is the, the ego, right? Because sometimes you can't make the, you can tell a difference. Sometimes it's it's, it's pretty hard. It's like a gray line where it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this, this dude is just like high off his ego. And then it starts to cross the line and you're like, something is off with this, with this child, (laughs) something, something's going on with this child. And are they doing anything these days? As far as counseling, a lot of these young men at at, at an early stage, because these types of tantrums seem to happen very frequently these days. And, and how are, how are you handling that? I'm not, I'm not sure of the dynamics of your team. Or anything like that, and we don't we yeah. bring up names or anything like that. But how do you approach that beast? Because that's a that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, one thing in being in a unique position where I was part of the coaching staff. You know, I was part of a really great freshman coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But what I learned since my time there is that just like in any business, it's political. And, you know, the person that runs the show, you know, the head coach of the varsity team or, you know, whatever. I mean, I think there's a certain mentality that they bring to a program and that kind of festers into, right. It trickles down, you know, 
And, you know, for, for, I think for a lot of the freshman kids, when, you know, there's after the season ended and they're doing their workout programs with the coach, you know, the coach is a pretty much an old school mentality. Mm -hmm. Uh, so just how he communicates with the kids, you know, calling them a pussy and, you know, like, even if like the form's bad, like he's not a strength and conditioning coach. He just, I think he probably has like some program that the strength coach kind of gives him and he kind of just facilitates, but you know, he's got all these kids that are, you know, doing certain lifts and, you know, they're not able to execute. And so when they're not able to execute, he doesn't correct their form. He just kind of belittles them or tells them to get out, you know, or maybe football is not for you kind of thing. Mm. You know, and you know, whether the kid's complaining about the bar on his back hurting or, you know, whatever, like there's no really appropriate way on how to communicate like, okay, well, if this isn't working, what can we do to make it work? You know, whether it's a different variation of an exercise. So, you know, I think on that end, you know, when the kids come train with me, because I'll ask them, you know, what have you been doing at school? And, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like we did so like squats or whatever. I'm like, okay, like, you know, like, how did you do? Like, how, how was your form? Like, how are you feeling? And, you know, a lot of the times it's like, coach says I'm not getting low enough or coach says like, it's not good form. So he didn't want me to go heavier. And when I'm coaching with them, I mean, they're fine. You know, like their, their technique is, you know, I'm a pretty big stickler on the technique and the form just because they're freshmen and it's their first year of training. So emphasizing that is a big part of what I'm helping with these kids. And so I think the thing that I've realized is it's, I can only control so much. I think with, you know, the certain attitudes, like, like what we were talking, what we're talking about, like with Antonio Brown, I don't got any of those kids. Most of the kids I have are pretty good kids overall. I do have some kids that are lazy, but I I don't think it's anything really out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the, you you gotta, you gotta beat them up a little at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those, those ones needed uh, that extra push, but yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody needs like, I just had one of my friends reach out to me. He's a trainer. And he was like, dude, like, how do you put up? He's like, he's in the military. And this dude's like, he's like big time bodybuilder. He's like, how do you put up with these people who say they want results, but they're softer than a marshmallow when it comes to like doing what they have to do. And I was just like, listen, man, I get it. Like, I get where you're coming from, where it's like for you. And like, for myself, I was telling him like, I take this stuff serious. My health is serious. My training serious, like all that stuff. But not everybody is on that same page. Not everybody is going to be in that space and they need to be coached in a different way. They need a, a push, but in a different way, you might have mm-hmm. to sit down with them and get more clear on their goals, get more clear mm-hmm. on like what's going on outside of the gym that could yeah. be deterring them. You know, they could yeah. be at home. They're freaking home life is sucks or whatever their husband's not supporting them or, you know, talking more so here, general population, but I feel like same thing goes for, you know, maybe a lazy athlete. That's just kind of like, you know, Mm kind of floating by. And I guess like, you know, how do you approach that Pat? Like with those athletes, you know, because there are some that like, just like may not get it. And they're just there because maybe their parent wants them to be there or, they're there because all their friends are playing, but they're just there for like the social aspects, you know, like Mm -hmm. how do you you go about working through that, especially with the younger kids? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. You know, I think with those types of kids that, you know, are lazy in nature, you know, I was one of them too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And so I think, you know, just trying to empathize and put myself in their shoes. is like that first step, you know, what, what's this kid kind of going through? And, you know, I've, I pride myself on communication with the parents specifically, because if I'm on a good role with, with the parents and they're kind of keeping me in the loop on just kind of what's going on, you know, in their lives, because whatever's going on in their lives is going to affect the kids' lives. And so, you know, for example, you know, one of the parents, you know, um, you know, she's a single mom and the dad, uh, doesn't really talk to his son. So, you know, even just from that perspective, right. I mean, he doesn't have that father role and, you know, he just moved up here, you know, to this area this year. So he has no friends and, you know, he kind of doesn't really have 
that support at home. I mean, his mom's always working, you know, so, you know, I'm like that pretty much that other father figure role, brother role next to his football coaches and his wrestling coach. And so I think it's really just kind of talking with them, you know, seeing what's going on and, you know, asking them questions like, like how they've been and, you know, what you've been kind of like working on and, you know, really just trying to break the ice at first. And then once I have that rapport down, then I'm able to kind of just say like, Hey, so like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the goal? You know, if I ask you, you know, where'd you eat today? And you told me, Oh, well, I woke up at two and I just had a McDonald's chicken sandwich because mom just got home. And then she took me here. It's like, all right, if your goal is to lose weight, that's not the way we're going to go about it. So asking them, what can you do to be proactive to set yourself up? So then that way you can get your food in, you can get your protein in and things like that. I think a lot of times too, you know, they're kind of, you know, spacey because I think that's just how kids are. And so it it really is just keeping them accountable. I kind of have to be a little bit more on top of them as it relates to the communication outside of the gym, whether that's texting, you know, that's a pretty easy way for me to just kind of stay in touch with them and say, Hey, like, Hey, you know, it's 12 o'clock. Like, you know, what'd you eat for lunch? Send me a uh, picture of your food. You know, that way it's also too a little less confrontational. Um, it's not like I'm talking to them and calling them out in a big group. I can kind of just like, you know, have that motto, motto. Yeah. Kind of like conversation and just like, say, Hey, like, you know, like, what's going on? Like, let's get the food in. Cause I mean, for the most part, it's really just lack of food intake. They're not eating enough for their goals. And so I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to constantly remind them like, Hey, what's your goal? Okay. Like how bad do you want it? Like, is is this really what you want? Cause we, and I'll kind of like almost do the reverse psychology role where I'm just like, you know, we don't have to like train for this. Like we could, we could pick a different goal you know, if that's okay. And then they'll be like, no, no, no. Like, this is what I want. I'm like, okay. Like, so what are you going to do today? You know, what are you going to do tomorrow? Are you going to meal prep? Are you going to go with your mom to the grocery store? Like, you know, the little things that they haven't really thought of that need to be told, but at the same token, it's like, you know, almost walk, like holding their hand and kind of walking them through that process, you know? So that's, that's kind of how I, how I've been handling it. And I mean, it's not perfect, but you know, it's something that they constantly need that accountability for sure. And that goes across the board, whether you're an adult or, you know, a teenager, right? Because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if you call an adult out in the, in a group, right, they're going to feel embarrassed. They're going to feel ashamed and so on and so forth, just like the kid. So it's like, so if you're sitting there scolding a 35 year old, you're scolding, you're also scolding the 15 year old, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that part of themselves are, is, is going to be with them, you know, for the rest of their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, so it's awesome that you, that you do that, right. You have that one-on-one relationship with them. Then it becomes a personal, it becomes something that that's between you two and, you know, the rest of the world really doesn't need to know about it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Where, do you see yourself? going over to the high school collegiate level or, or just kind of staying where you're at from a, you know, sports training perspective where you, um, where you see yeah. yourself going full-time. Yeah. You know what I've, and that's something that I'm always kind of playing with, but I, I just, I've been, I, I just got a new athlete. Uh, actually he, he's, he's not a high school athlete, but he's like a recreational athlete. He plays uh, basketball. Last couple weeks, I've been nonstop, like looking into like basketball sports training and like how to train a basketball player, you know, different sports, different energy systems. And I came across a guy called uh, Paul Favorites. So he's a NBA specialist. He trains like James Harden, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the big upcoming guys in the draft and has a big YouTube channel and going through his content and he trains a lot of his guys out of his home. And it's, you know, when you look at the dream job or like the dream, like training elite athletes, up and coming athletes, you know, at the high school level, uh, college level in your own backyard, you know, he's got the full court, he's got the pool for recovery. He's got a little bar for all the protein shakes and, you know, all that sort of stuff. He's got all top of the line equipment, like in his gym 
outdoor and indoor full turf. Like, I mean, it, it was like a little, like a mini Disneyland for, for, for an athlete. And I was telling Courtney, like, you know, when she becomes a PT, like, I mean, this is perfect. Like in-house performance center, rehab, strength, conditioning, private. nutrition, private, you know, remote, like it, it's really something that I think I've always wanted. I just didn't think how I would picture it, but yeah. I, I was like, that's what I want. I, I want to be able to have my own facility, but like in like on my property and be able to train, train my clients and have that, you know, intimate, you know, one-on-one connection yeah. because I mean, the relationships are everything for me, yeah. like just, you know, talking with these kids and, you know, learning more about like what they're into outside of football and sports. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's fun because it, it kind of brings me back to, you know, being a kid. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a, I'm a giant kid at heart, you know, and goofy and all that. So it kind of really blends naturally with my personality, you know, always talking football with the kids and stuff like that. So I, I think just those interactions I have, uh, if I'm able to just make a living doing that and be able to provide for my family, I'm honestly going to be happy either way. So yeah. whether that's, whether that's private sector or, you know, maybe working at the college sector, you know, but right now I think I'm just focusing more on mastering my craft, you know, just trying to, trying to, trying to learn and trying to apply and, and test and, and really see, you know, how I can really help these athletes mm. because at the end of the day, I, I want to be the best. Like I want to be the best strength and conditioning coach who's ever lived. And I feel when you make a statement like that, it, it's a different, it's a different mindset where, you know, I'm not just trying to, you know, make money or have my own place, like own yeah. gym. But I, I just, I, I want to be able to say like, Hey, like I was a small part in this athlete's journey that got him somewhere. And those relationships that I, that you build, like, that's what it's all about. And, and just being that, that leader, that mentor to, to that next generation. And so, yeah, just, just, that's, just, that's, that's, that's what I'm all about, man. Just, just, just trying to be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely can see that as you're, as you're talking about it, like, I see you, I, I, I see that for you. I, I definitely see that for you. Um, I, I, I don't see the head coach or anything like that. I see like you killing like private and just doing exactly what that dude Paul is doing. Mm-hmm. And, and because, because you just have, you just have this, 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 this intimacy with you, right. This, this, um, this trueness that, that, that comes out of you, which can only be experienced. I think one-on-one it's yeah. very, it's very difficult to do that to the masses. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's only a few individuals and one of them is Jesus that did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's bad. laughs> I mean, I guess I'm getting that Jesus beard going on. So, I mean, just give me another year. I agree, you though. I like agree Jesus. with I agree with Chris. Like, you know, I've known Pat for almost three years now. And ever since we met, even when we were just starting out, Pat just got certified as a trainer. And I remember like in our the gym we were working for the, the, what would that be called? Like, it was like our onboarding. Like we had some couple of days of training we had to do with like the, you know, I don't know, president of fitness or whatever, um, <laughs> president, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah, president, VP, VP of something or other, but a uh, good guy, good guy. But man, like you've always been focused and always like asking questions, wanting to, wanting to be the best at whatever you're, you're studying. And, and I always knew that, like, even though you were, you were fresh in, I was like, oh man, this guy, you know, this guy wants it. And I can see that because I feel, I feel that drive and that passion too. And I'm like, this man, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's someone that I can go to and I can ask questions to, and, you know, yeah. see that, see that greatness. So it's, yeah. uh, it's cool, man. And yeah, man, it's really, really cool. And you brought up something that I feel like is really important earlier. And I know we've talked about this even in the past, like in our earlier podcast, but it's like the idea that uh, a lot of, a lot of training and so on goes deep into the mentality. It's more about 
the mental, uh, you know, even I would say even emotional ties in what, like when we're talking specifically training specifically like performance and health, I think a lot of it is mental, emotional that ties in because it's like, you know, in order to, I feel like really be committed, especially at a high level, whether it's an athlete or whether it's someone who's just like, wants to like, just get healthy. I mean, it's, it's not like it's easy. It's Mm. not, it's not super, super easy. It takes work and it takes discipline and it takes commitment and, you know, like how uh, I'm sure you're still working with two, some general population clients, I imagine. Do you still have some like adults that you train? Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's like, you know, with that being said, right. Like for, for people listening to us, like what, what are the things that you go to these clients with to help them with that mentality part? I know you kind of talked about with the younger kids, like you almost use like reverse psychology and, and have to kind of get down to the nitty gritty of what their goal is, which Mm -hmm. I feel like also comes into play with adults, but like, how do you work on that mentality side of things, especially to like with your general population client? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think as a coach, you know, you're, you're a leader. And so I've always been the type of person to lead by example. Uh, and, and whether that's, like I said, you know, posting about my journaling or gratitude or meditation or things that I'm doing personally in my own life to uh, improve myself, uh, to get better you know, on managing my temper, for example, uh, my patience, lack of patience thereof, you know, there's things that I know are my weaknesses. And so if I can, if I know, like I'm self-aware enough to work on those types of things, you know, the things that I know I need to improve to get better and get to that next level, I kind of go into my sessions with my clients kind of in that mentality. So I'm almost like priming my mind when I get in there, like the energy I bring, even the interactions in between sets, you know, asking them questions about, you know, Hey, so like, you know, what's going to be your vision for next year? You know, I don't say goals. I say like, what's your vision? And, you know, it's so funny because my clients, most of my clients I, I train, at least all of them have been with me for at least a year and a half. So, you know, they know my personality. And so when I ask them a questions, they kind of smile and be like, Oh, what do you mean? Like my vision. And I'm just like, no, like, like, you know, like, 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 where do you see yourself in a year? You know, whether not even with fitness, but just like overall life in general. And I've always, this is one of the main reasons why I became a trainer is because I can be that influence on someone. You know, if I ask them a certain question or if I do something or say something, maybe it's just enough to kind of spark something in their head to see something differently. That, that's in their life, you know, what's going on, you know? And, and, and so I think for, for me, if I'm continuously growing, I feel like that's like a trickle effect to my clients and how I interact and how I, how I am in the session. And I, and I try, I try to avoid, you know, that, that mindset of, well, you know, like maybe it's 6 PM. I got to go back for this one person. Like, you know, I mean, I think we all have those thoughts, like as like a trainer, like you have like a funky schedule at times and whether people are canceling or rescheduling and things like that. And it, it could be frustrating, but I'm always trying to just remind myself like, Hey, like, you know, you're literally making a living training people like, like, and you make well above what most people make at other jobs. And, you know, the fact that you're in this position just be grateful that you have it. So that, that for me, it, it, it's always like that check. So then that way, when I'm going into my sessions, you know, I, I, I'm trying to put out my best, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give my best. I'm trying to be my best. And, and I think also too, uh, revigorating my passion for fitness, because I think there's only so much you can learn on fitness, you know, as far as like exercises and how to the technique and all that, like you get to a point where like, okay, you know enough. So you feel you don't need to continue kind of learning. And that's where I kind of felt I was for a couple months last year. And I could tell the progress of my clients were kind of going down. So I realized the level of uh, the level of work that I put into my own self-work and my own education and how 
you know, these people are paying me to be their trainer, to be a, you know, curator of content, so to speak, you know, I'm their source of information. So I need to be on my A game. And I think it's just approaching it from that professional mentality of, you know, it's not just a, a, a job or it's not just a hobby. Like I'm trying to be a professional I'm trying to be, you know, the best. So I have to deliver the best and, and nothing less. And, you know, always having those types of, uh, um, always having that mindset, but then also having like lighthearted conversations too. And, you know, I always kind of, I always feel like maybe I'm too nice or like too soft. No, not soft. I think it's more so like, cause like we'll laugh. Like my clients are always be busting up laughing and I always get looks from like other people in the gym. Cause like, we're just busting up laughing and you know, whether it's like a story I'm telling or, you know, whatever we're talking about, things that are going on. And, but I feel like we're just having a good time. And I think that's why, you know, my clients are still with me why, you know, they still pay me and, you know, why they're seeing results because they enjoy it. They enjoy and look forward to it. Super important. Like that, that piece of it is, is so important. I feel like I, you know, it is like, there's a certain point where it's like, okay, we got like, here's the goal. Let's stay focused. But at the same time, like, let's have fun. It doesn't have to be like military, you know, yeah. Anything super crazy. Yeah. The, the, the road to a goal is never a straight line. And if it mm-hmm. is, there's some psycho stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely a zigzag, right? It's like yeah. we were talking last and, week, Chris, the failures. Like, it's like we were talking last week on the yeah. podcast about failure yeah. and how it's inevitable. And it's like, but we yeah. have to do that in order to progress forward and get to where we need to be. How do you feel about Urban Meyer? Uh, <laughs> he, he fucked up i'll say that <laughs> i mean and, and you know it, it's really i've always been the type of person i give people a lot of benefit of the doubt like you got to do something just stupid stupid to like really like just like not earn not have my respect not have my trust yeah. maybe not like you but yeah man i mean he dropped the ball and you know, I, 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 I don't have really, I don't really follow him per se a lot, but just obviously yeah. what I see on social media, you know, it's, it, it's really disappointing. It's like um, what, you, what you see and what you hear. And then the sad, the sad thing about, about it is it's not like, it's not, it's not shocking to me. Yeah. Because I could see a head coach being like that. Right. It's just like, because, because I've, I've had different flavors of coach. I had really nice coaches and I had coaches that I'm like, dude, like, did you like, do you not get any of like, does your wife not treat you well? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and it's, and it's just like, I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because to, to be in that position, like we were, like we were talking, it's very hard to, to be open and vulnerable to the masses. Yeah. And so you gotta, sometimes you gotta rule with, with the hammer, right? Mm. It's just like, when is it, when do you just stop? When do you stop doing that? Right. This is when, 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 when do you put the ego aside and coach people Mm. and be there for them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It seems leadership is like one of those things that it's sort of a lost trade. Cause I mean, it's very, I mean, you could look at business or sports. I mean, yeah. there's only a handful of coaches and, you know, business leaders that, you know, the mainstream knows about, or we know about, you know, books we read or whatever that, you know, talk about these types of people like, you know, John Wooden or, you know, a Tim Grover, um, you know, you know, guys that where their presence made others better. And, you know, I, I think sometimes I think as a strength and conditioning professional or a football coach, 
you can tend, you, you tend to lose sight of the why the vision for why you're there, why you got there in the first place. Because like I said, again, it's politics, you know, you gotta make an income, you gotta make money, you gotta, you know, put yourself out there. I think, I think one of those, I think that's the hard part for some people, you know, they can, they can't, they can't deliver what they need to deliver without sacrificing something else, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's their values, integrity. Like I said, I mean, my dad always told me, he was just like, you know, the one thing that you have in life is your word and it's how you treat people, you know, and, and just being kind, like just be a good person. And that mentality, that mindset, you know, has made my dad successful. And, you know, when I see how he is and I see how my mom are and how they've raised me, and then I go out into the real world and I see how people are, how people are at at my gym and how I've, how I've grown the last couple of years at my gym. There's so much drama and so much shit between certain people. Mm-hmm. because of the insecurities or the ego and here i am like i'm cool with everyone like i got no beef with anyone um you know everyone for the most part likes me uh you know and, and it's because i don't try to you know showboat i don't i don't try to you know talk shit behind people's back i don't you know spread rumors i don't you know i just don't do that shit because it's just it's not necessary and you, I would think that it would be common sense, but common sense ain't so common. So, nah, you know, it, 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 it's, it sometimes it baffles me a little bit because I'm just talking about it and I haven't really thought about it. But when I say it out loud, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like there's not really a lot of people, even in a professional setting, like as a personal trainer or a football coach, it's like, you would think those people would, understand it but there would be the ones that are enlightened to the fact that people need to be treated well mm-hmm. and need to be cared for and, and, and so on and so forth yeah and instead you know they treat them they treat them like crap yeah and it's 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 sad, it's sad to see that right because it, it happens across the u.s you know yeah on on football teams where coaches head coaches treat their kids like crap man and it's just like dude what are you doing like you were saying pat like leadership i feel like there is a a need for like true leadership you know what i mean like true leadership just in our our society as a whole you know like where there's you know i'm kind of going back to what you were talking about with with your clients and it's like you know some of these people they don't they don't have anybody that's asking them these, these, what I would consider important questions, you know, like what's your vision? Like, you know, how are things going in your life? Like, you know, these deeper questions that like, you know, when somebody is asks me, like, if I have a friend or like, you know, one of you guys says like, you know, like how are things going or like, what goals do you have? Or, you know, all these different things are like, are just open enough and and hold a space for me to be able to open up about some stuff in my private life. It's like, that's so important to have. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't have that. And I feel like there's a real need for that. And I feel like for us as coaches, that's like such a big opportunity for us to give that back to society and give that back to people to, to help them in those areas. Because, and I feel like in that sense, that creates like we're, we're in a sense being a leader and I feel like being able to help these people, it helps them become leaders because, you know, they start practicing what they preach, you know, they see us doing, you know, like it's almost like children, like little, little children growing up, like the first seven years of their lives, they're like sponges and they take in literally everything. It's, it's like, they're watching us. They're, yeah, they're listening to us too, to a certain extent, but they're watching us. They're watching our actions, what we do, how we do it. So I feel like all those things are so important for us as coaches, but then also as leaders, as, as men in this society, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I think, um, one of the, I think that's one of the reasons why people get trainers because you only get a coach because you believe this person can take you somewhere that, you know, you can't go by yourself. I think that's what a coach is. And when you realize that, you know, whether you're an athlete or just a person trying to get in shape, you know, it's that support, the accountability and the conversations that you have with those types of people, because I mean, we can, for certain, all of us can probably name a couple of people in our lives that we talked to, you had a conversation with, and that person could have been older than you. They could have been younger than you, but they, you talked about something that meant something to you, or they said something that made you think a little bit differently, or made you look at the world or yourself a little bit differently or how you operate in it. And I think that's why we're in the people business and why, you know, I, why I know I take my job so seriously because, you know, you can do something or say something that someone else is looking at you, like you said, Jake, and and they're watching and they're watching and seeing how you react and how, how you operate. And they're going to take that and they're going to apply that in their own lives, you know? like a child. So it's a big responsibility. And I, and I think, you know, if you're someone, you know, who is listening to this podcast and maybe you're thinking about becoming, you know, a coach or a trainer, I think definitely looking at yourself and asking yourself, like, are you willing to put in the work that's necessary to continuously grow yourself? Because you can only give so much to someone else, if, you know, based on what you have to offer. And I, and I think that's why I've been successful and you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause like I'm only going into year three started 2019. Yeah. 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Or this is year four, started year four. So, but it, I feel like I've been in it for so long, but it's like, I think it's just my mindset has always been that type of person. I've been a little bit wiser than my age. And I always approach it with that long-term thinking, you know, what, what, what's the person that I want to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you know, how do I want to embody, you know, that person today that eventually will be that person down the road. And that just goes to personal development and the things that I've read and the things that I've exposed myself to. And it's something that I'm always constantly bringing up to my clients, you know, and, you know, different books or different things, resources just to get their mind open, you know, the, the mind can only work if it's open like a parachute. So, you know, if, if you can really help someone open their mindset to seeing themselves in a different way, you know, destroying the old limiting beliefs that they have about themselves, the narrative and the stories that they tell themselves, that's really holding them back. And you can help them get out of that. That that's powerful. And, and I think that's, that's what a leader does. That's, 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 that's what Tom Brady does. You know, fourth quarter, you know, a minute left, no timeouts. Antonio Brown just left. All right, guys, we got to go on the score. And you do it. they still got to do it. And those guys, the belief in themselves to make a play because Tom Brady's back there, they execute and, and they win. And and I think was it a close what, game? Was it? Was it yeah, a game? yeah. They were down, but they were down by four. They had to score a touchdown to win. The, the thing is, it's it's not only is it you know the belief in themselves, but it's the fact that Tom Brady and I. I don't know Tom Brady, but I think he allows he creates an environment for people to believe in themselves. Like you've ever been around someone that's just so. Like their ego is just so big that it's just like, I can't even move in this space mm. because mm. You're, you're taking up the space. Yeah. It's like, a just, yeah, I can't, I can't even be creative. Yeah. I can't do anything because you, you literally took up the space. You know what I'm saying? And I think people rally around Tom Brady just because of the fact that he allows people to do that. He brings as big that, as, he brings as big that as energy. He is. Yeah, he, he, he brings, brings that open energy. And it's just like, oh, 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 cool. Oh, that's cool. 
All right. It might have been exactly what they needed to win that game was to get Antonio Brown's energy off that damn field. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. get that. Because I mean, like, I don't know Antonio Brown personally either. I, I may never know the guy, but yeah. I mean, from what I've seen through the media, I, it, it seems like, you know, there, maybe there's some ego stuff going on there that, that he, uh, yeah. or some, some, something happening. I think, I think my brother needs to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, for do you real. feel like for do you real. feel like it's deeper than, than yes ego? for real. it he needs he needs to have a conversation with a with a with a professional and unpack some stuff yeah because yeah. you look at that video it looks like a seven-year-old kid yeah having, having a tantrum at a pop warner game yeah that's crazy that's the NFL. unfortunate too because it's and like you're yes because you're such a, you're such a, uh, a, a, in the spotlight, you know, and it's like, of course people aren't perfect and people make mistakes and people screw yeah. up, but it's like, this is like a continuous thing for this guy. I have, yeah. I have told you about, uh, I, 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 I like, I hit like this, got this huge epiphany. I was like a year into my sobriety and I realized that I was stuck at like the age of 23 mentally and spiritually, I was stuck at 23. So I was 30 and I looked like a 30 year old. I, I did things like a 30. I had a job like a 30 year old, but I was 23 years old because that's where I, there was a lot of trauma that, that, that I, that I experienced at that age. And I'm not a professional, but sometimes I think that happens to people. They get stuck at a certain point of their lives and their life just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And then things start happening and you're like, why is this person acting out of character? Like he doesn't seem his age or, and and so on and so forth. And that's why, that's why when I, when I look at that, my heart hurts for him because that ain't that ain't ego there's something there's something deep there's something deeper than that that needs yeah. to that needs to be addressed yeah you know i i play i played with with uh, with a guy that he would literally want to have a fist fight with with coaches mm. that ain't that ain't normal yeah. that ain't right yeah like why would you want to just you know jump off the bench and, and try to fight your head coach yeah Right. There's there's some yeah. there's something there that that needs that needs to be addressed. And I think and I think we as I would say as, as coaches, we kind of overlook that and just say, oh, he's just being him. Versus, hey, you know what, let's let us have a conversation and then let's just let's just go talk to some to, to a professional and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because because that he's going to look at that. 10, 15 years down the line, he's going to be like, damn. And I think why coaches like what you just said, like, you know, you kind of just brush it off or you kind of slide it under the rug because it's (laughs) like, you know, like you got a job to win, you know? And I think it kind of goes back to that, the, the politics of like, you know, if you're a football coach, you kind of, you got boosters or you got, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, district or whatever, you know, you got your superiors yeah. that are kind of looking at you, your owner, GM, you know, trying to win ball games. So it's like, whatever shit you got going on with the player, it's like, all right, we'll either get rid of the player or just get rid of the problem. Or, you yeah. know, if you're winning, it's like, all right, winning cures all like, you know, we're winning, like, all right, nothing like, like what's, what could be going wrong if we're winning, you know, like yeah. nothing's going wrong. So yeah, it's a very finicky, I think yeah. just game, you know, yeah, it, guys, you've, you've dealing with humans. Like I, like, yeah, we're, they're great athletes. They can run four twos. They can jump out the roof. You're dealing with a human being with a brain and, and a spirit. And they probably been through stuff in their lives. Like, let's stop and, 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 and look at that. I hope that, I hope Jack, I hope Jackson State just like just destroys next year. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that that kid that that kid decided to commit to there. Because that's a statement, you know. Because he knows what. Like we all know, like 
Dion was obviously one of the best, you know, defensive backs of all time, but, but he's a leader and how he speaks and how he, he's a real deal, you know, like there's no, there's no, you know, mystery on why that program has been so successful, you know? And, And if you look at the statistics on like their attendance, obviously their record, um, the players that they've recruited, I mean, it's all him. So it's like, He's connected to something beyond just like the politics and and the boosters and and the all that. He's connected to he he always he always he always talks about God and Jesus and, and he's he ha, he brings a spirituality to the game that helps because he he's create he created a community like a legit community that players can be open and can share experiences and, and really, and, and really just like have like that camaraderie. It's not a fraternity. It's not a frat. Like right. sometimes you have frats where it's like a, it's like a hierarchy. And if you're not at the top of the hierarchy, you know, you're just at the bottom and you're just kind of, kind of cleaning scraps. When I'm talking about a community, when I'm talking about a Sangha, I'm talking about something where people can go to, to be healed. Right. And, and I, I think that's what, that's what Dion got going over there. Right. He got, he has a place that people can go to and not only, you know, play some, play some ball, but they can get mentorship. They can, they can heal. Right. And, and that's, and that to me is beautiful. Yeah. Hopefully the, hopefully the NCAA and other schools around the country start to take notice of what they're about to do in the next couple of years. Yeah. And it should be interesting. I think he's changed just the landscape of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um, it's, it, it, whenever I see his stuff, I, I follow him and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, because coming, like coming from the greatest freaking DB to, to ever grace the game. Right, you would think this would this dude would be an egomaniac and you know just kind of rah, 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 rah. But he, I mean, he was a big. I mean, he definitely had a big ego when he was playing. Oh, but I think, hell yeah. But I think he's matured, and you could tell he's, he's grown. Yeah, yeah, he's not who he was back then. Yeah, like if you like, I'm like, what, who is it? Uh, what's his name? Was it Chad Chad Ochocinco? Chad Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He, he does he 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 does the the Madden. He works for Madden. Like he does like the Madden ratings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like you know, obviously, like you still got like that swagger about you and that confidence yeah, and yeah. stuff. But I can tell he's like the same. Like like he's he's the same dude. Then then yeah. like when we used to watch him and how he yeah. used to play. And like I just think when you hear Dion speak, it's. You know, it, there's a difference. There's a there different vibe. In, there's there confidence, was, but there's it, an it's evolution. Yeah, right? it's it's, yeah. it's what I it's what I was talking about. When you there's going to be a point in your life where something's going to happen that's going to that's going to force you to just be stuck in that time. And then most people they they break out of it and then they evolve and then they become something new, like we're seeing with Dion. And then some people they just stay like that for the rest of their lives. And I'm like, yo, dude, what is going on with you? <laughs> Yeah, like you, you're, you're stuck in a rut. Yeah, <laughs> you know but I feel like that that happens for a lot of people. I feel like that's like the the you know the commonality. I know, like I know people, and I feel like Chris, you know what you're speaking. Like I know within my family, alcoholism is is pretty you know prevalent in my family, and mm-hmm. you know people that I see who are in that space. You know, it's like man, their brain is like, you know, that of a a 20 year old, you know, in a 50 year old's body, but brain is, is 20 years old. Doesn't really know how to operate in life and, and do things. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, and and, and I'm, there's other circumstances as well. I think I just actually started reading this book called hard times create strong men (laughs) or something along those lines. And it's just kind of going into like, like actually kind of leadership and you know what it what it means to evolve kind of like the cycle from like initiation like a lot of cultures like initiate boys into men and they have certain things that they they do for the boys mm-hmm. to be 
to be initiated into manhood. And it's talking more specifically in like the American culture and how yeah. like, you know, with, with men, there's a lot of, there's a lot of boys and run around and grown ass men bodies, you know? And it's like mm-hmm. things like fathers not being present in, yeah. in lives. traumatic events. Yeah. Traumatic events. Right? And then, it, yeah. And it causes like, to, it stunts our spiritual mental growth, whatever it is. There's a psychological term for it, but it's stunts. There's, there's a growth that is stunted. And then until we can approach it and, 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 and take care of it the way it needs to be taken care of professionally, we're going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think it just all comes to the, to the, to the growth, you know, and the environment, you know, I mean, I think who you surround yourself, right. Is, is a byproduct of you. So, but a lot of people, like I said, I mean, you, you use social media and watching sports and, you know, drinking and, you know, you have other extracurricular activities to kind of get your mind off of it, off your life and off, you know, what, what you need to be working on. So I think that's just a, I mean, that's a bigger, bigger problem in itself when, you know, you, you talk about, you know, just overall wellness, like, there's so many stimulants that were surrounded by distractions, distra- distractions you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. so it's, I think it's for a lot of people, they would rather just be distracted and not have to really deal with the problem and just continue to live life using the distractions because it's easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's crazy. It's almost like the matrix in a way. Yeah, man. Did you see it? The resume? Yeah, it was trash. Yeah. I haven't heard many good things about it. I know it's, it's, it's horrible. Like, I, don't know. Getting, I was, I was like, okay. And then I, <laughs> and I was like, damn son. Why? And I was like, damn son. <laughs> Two hours of my life. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. And, and, uh, you know, like distraction wise, like there's, you know, I have, there's people who have been in my life who, you know, I would say within the last couple of years, you know, they're, they're still drinking <coughs> on the weekends. They're still, and it's like, yo, come hang with us. Come. And I'm just like, man, I, like, I feel like there's a time and a place to like go out and do mindless shit, but it's like, I don't want to be spending my time doing that. And I feel like it, uh, to a certain extent, we have choices. Like you said, it's, it's our environment. And to a certain extent growing up, it's like, we don't have a choice really of the environment we're in. But I think what's important is that hopefully people can get to a point where they do choose and they choose a path that aligns with, with what is going to be for the greater good of their selves and for humanity and society, you know? And I feel like, again, kind of full circle, that's kind of feel our position as coaches is like being able to be that environment for people to be able to be that environment, to help inspire and guide people who don't have, you know, I have a young athlete right now. I don't think his dad's in his life and, and, uh, you know, he's such a good kid. He's, he's, he wants to try out for football next year. He's going to be a freshman and, and, uh, you know, he's in theater. And so Chris, I was telling him about you and I'm like, Oh, my homie, man, like he was a college football player and like, he's getting all fired up. I'm like, you're going to have to meet him sometime. And, and, uh, you know, it's like, I feel like that's the stuff, man. That's, that's what like fulfills my heart is like yeah. being able to have an impact and know that like, okay, I'm, I'm able to give this to him and now he can take this and yep. hopefully spread that, you know, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. It's all about sharing experiences, man. Yeah. You share, you share that experience with someone. It, it may, it may hit them in a, in a, in a certain way and maybe the non-presence of their father may not matter at that moment and that could push them to the next to that next point in their life so that's that's beautiful well said jake thanks pat man so good to have you on bro dude yeah. this was a good that handsome face <laughs> <laughs> yo we'll pat have to, just... we'll have to periodically have you on dude like yeah. you know what i mean like every, every i'm so down often like just have you pop in and just be like Hell Coach yeah. Denala in the house. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Remind them where they can find you, how they can get in contact with you if, they, if they're looking to train yeah. with you and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So um, um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Coach Pat Denava. So it's P A T uh, D E N A V A. 
Also on TikTok, same thing, Coach Pat Denava. And then I also have a YouTube channel as well. So that's where I'm going to try to be pumping out more uh, longer form, more in-depth tutorials on just different topics on nutrition, um, training, and and things like that as well. So that's you could just search up my name, Patrick Denava. So yeah, all those platforms will work. Like the video and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. All that that stuff. We don't all the we, we don't got it yet, but soon it'll be like at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one day Yo, we, we get in this. There. We get this in was there. last minute too. I, I was just driving in the car earlier, and I was like, "I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna call call Pat right now. We should. I'm gonna see if he can come on the podcast tonight." <laughs> it worked out perfect. It, yeah, this was this was meant to be. That's yeah, how we yeah. do it, man. We love you, man. Keep love keep you, keep up the good work, brother. Awesome, brother. I love you guys. Love you too, man. You're doing good work, brother. Thank you. Boom.